As a kid, my, uh, I really hated to read. And so, um, because I'm, I'm really creative and I love to create things. And so, like, just reading a book just felt like, you know, it's the same thing over and over. So my parents bought me Choose Your Own Adventure books. Does anyone else remember those? They were amazing. You got to kind of play out how the story would go and by choosing your direction of how you wanted the story to go. And there would be two paths to every single story. And so uh, I got to choose my own adventure, and then I started loving to read because I got to be a part of it. Well, today, I'm going to invite you to choose your own adventure. So we're ending our series on Elijah, and we're talking about the name of God, Jehovah Magan, which is God is our shield. And we're looking at the story of Elijah. And we have two stories today. We have one story where Elijah is actually handing off his mantle, like a baton that's passed on to the next generation, he hands it off to Elisha. So we have that story, and looking at it from the view of Elijah handing off something. What is it like to actually hand off a life's work? Does, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Okay. Then we have the story from the perspective of Elisha, and what's it like to actually receive somebody's life work and actually run that race well. So what I'm going to do is you have two options, and this is going to go by round of applause on which ones you want to hear. And the first option is this. If you would like to hear what it's like to actually hand something off to somebody and say, like, you go, great job. This is something I've been doing for years. You run the race. If you'd like to hear that, go ahead and put your hands together. Oh, Wow. This, this is going to go like first service. It was, it was like, you just don't want to hear anything. That's fine. If you don't want to hear anything, you want to talk about Jesus walking on water, we can talk about that. Okay. So, or you could look at it from a perspective of, if you'd like to hear about Elisha receiving something that somebody's life work has put their life into, and they get to receive it and then run the race. If you'd like to hear about that, put your hands together. I, I totally could have like guessed this stuff because first service was all about wanting to hear what it's like to hand something off, and I knew second service was going to be about receiving. That's just funny. Um, so here we go. We're going to talk about receiving. There's a word that uh, the Bible uses, and it's mantle. It's the word mantle. And what, it's, what it actually means is it's, um, it's like if two runners are running in the same direction on, in a relay, and then the, the person hands the baton to the next person, and then they're moving in the same direction, hand the baton, and then the next person takes off. We're going to talk about how do you receive a baton well? How do you receive a mantle well? How do you cherish it? I've had a couple of mantles actually handed off to me and my wife over the years. One of them was a really big influence in my life. His name's John Taylor. And uh, he was the worship director at our church. And he um, just saw something in me and met with the pastor and said, like, I, I think Neil is going to be the next worship director here. And so um, 
he had years of doing that and leading worship and leading teams, and he's getting ready to hand that off to me. And so they actually pulled me in to, to start this process of, hey, Neil, I want to meet with you and start to bring you up to speed on where the team's at and what we can be doing to kind of train you and get you ready for it. And so um, we would have monthly meetings, and one of the monthly meetings was a senior pastor and John, the worship director, and they brought me in to, uh, to talk about the different teams and like our, our strategy for actually we're going to take you and make you the worship director here. And so um, I was so honored to be a part of that meeting and so honored by uh, showing up an hour late um, to a meeting that the senior pastor and the worship director who, you know, they want to invest in me. And I showed up an hour late and I just remember their faces when I walked in the room. Like, so what time were we supposed to meet? And I said, 5.30. And they're like, no, it was 4.30. Okay. And then, uh, so that was one of those moments in time where John looked me directly in the eyes and says, Neil, we see a lot in you, but you're all over the place. And I had a choice of, you know, whether taking that and receiving that or just being like, well, whatever, man, I'll go somewhere else. And so he, he looked me in the eyes and says, you need to get Google Calendar. Something that will remind you on your phone that you're having meetings, that you're supposed to be at different places at one time. You know, I had all the excuses in the world. I'm married. I have two kids. My wife is in school and working third shift at the same exact time. You know, I'm running all over the place, running the kids all over the place. Like I had a, I was working a full-time job as an administrator for a small business. So like I had a ton of excuses. So it kind of hurt for him to say, like, you don't understand where I'm coming from. But he was bold enough to speak truth in my life. And it, it radically changed me because I was very flaky. We would set up a village inn, like get together and I would completely space it. And that doesn't work. <laughs> and so he pulled me aside and says, you're going to have to change some things. I want to hand you this, and I want to help prepare you for what's to come. This is a big part of receiving a mantle. When a mantle's passed to us, there's a level of trust that exceeds normal everyday trust. Somebody's handing off something that maybe has been their life work. That maybe it's been years and years of dedication. They're getting ready to hand it off to us. There's a level of trust there that exceeds just normal everyday trust. And so your mantle today could look like a business. Maybe you started a business. Maybe you're getting ready to hand it off to somebody and somebody is getting in your business is getting ready to receive it. You could maybe receive a business or Maybe you're new in a career and somebody that's been there for the last 30 or 40 years and they've been working diligently and they're so excited to have you there and you can actually be prepared for what they want to hand off, all their hard work or investment. Or maybe it's ministry. Maybe it's a ministry where you actually want to hand off something and you're getting ready to receive what somebody's life work has been. Their heart's been poured into it. Could be a nonprofit getting ready to receive somebody's life's work at working for a nonprofit, and you actually get to receive this. So, what we're going to look at today is how can we receive a mantle really well? 
How do we participate with God in receiving what he wants to give us? So as we come to an end of Elijah and his story, Elijah has actually went through so much. He's a prophet of God. He's a, he's a powerful prophet. He was actually a warrior prophet. And so he actually fought battles and was a prophet of God. A prophet of God at this time would actually say the word of God to kings and queens. And most of the time he was calling out like you've walked away from God, which is really hard to do because your life was totally, uh, people would, would attack you. And so we find Elijah today where he's had this amazing moment with God. God's shown power. He actually lit a fire up that Elijah prayed for God to light a fire up to show that the power of God is here. And so he has this happen, and then the queen doesn't like what happened. And she says, there's a price on Elijah's head. So he ran off into the wilderness. And we find him in a cave today where he's been running, he's fearful, he's depressed. He's, he's like, God, just take everything away from me. I just want to go home. And this is where we find Elijah in 1 Kings 19, 15. And the Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. And when you get there, anoint Hazel, king of Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat. You can also say son of Snapchat. And, and Abel, Mahom, and to succeed you as, as a prophet. So anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat. Snapchat. So Elijah had run to the hills. He's in danger. He's depressed. People don't like him, and God says, go back the same exact way you came. <laughs> go back the same way you came. Head back, because I have something for you there. He had run 200 miles away from, from danger. He's famished. He's exhausted. He's actually exhausted with this calling on his life, too. I want you to go and anoint Elisha. And so verse 19 says, So Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, and he was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. So this is the first part. If you're going to receive a mantle, there's, the first idea is this, is be consistent where you're already at. You know, so many times we're looking for something new or we're looking for something more inviting or more exciting, but here's Elisha out in the field plowing. And Elijah was able to find Elisha because he got up in the morning and he went out in the field to plow. Be consistent where you're at. So many times God repurposes those hands that have been at the plow for years doing something consistently, what he's actually doing in that is he's building persistence in you. And so sometimes, like, man, I'm just out in the field plowing. Like, has anybody even noticed this work that I'm doing? And what he's doing is he's building you up because sometimes the calling that he has on your life is going to take a lot of persistence. And so here's Elisha being consistent where he's at. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elisha. 
So Elijah, the way I see this story is Elijah is so spent with ministry and this calling that he has on his life. He's like, great, I get to anoint Elisha. He runs up to him in the field, throws his cloak, which is also another word for mantle. Here you go. You're now a prophet. And he's thinking like, that's the end of the story. How great would that be? Just done. I get to go retire. But Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elisha, Elijah. So it's not just a one-time stop. No, you don't just get to anoint me and then take off. So the second idea of receiving a mantle and running with it well is take the opportunities that are offered. And sometimes we're just balancing out opportunities, opportunities, and God's given us opportunities, he's given us opportunities, and we're just like, I don't know, I don't know. But here's Elisha, he receives this mantle and he actually receives it well. He leaves his oxen to follow Elijah. I think Elisha was probably taken back at this. I can't believe I was chosen. Man, what does this mean for me? One thing I notice in this story is Elijah's not putting a cloak on Elisha, and it says that Elijah, Elisha's already wearing 50 other cloaks. It just says that Elijah comes over and throws a cloak on him. And sometimes we get so busy with other cloaks and other things that we're trying to just pile on, and it makes us unavailable for what God does have for us. We can position ourselves to be available, take opportunities, be patient in the minimal. Let's look at the first thing that Elisha does once he receives this mantle from Elijah. He says, let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I'll come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat that had, and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. See, Elijah wanted Elisha to just go ahead and become a prophet, and Elijah says, hold on, I got to go close out this chapter of my life really well. And so he closes out the chapter of his life well, and then he becomes a servant underneath Elijah. And I think this is the third idea of learning to receive a mantle well is be fully in where you're at. Be fully in where you're at. Burn the ships. Elisha heads back to town and burns everything he owns, including the meat, including his livelihood. Be fully in where you're at. I struggle with this because why is the Bible so radical? Has anybody else read the Bible and thought like, why in the world is the Bible so radical? I don't want to burn everything I have. <laughs> I want to be like kind of in this and then kind of in that and just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And But Elisha actually like, totally, solely goes all in with following Elijah. Took one person actually calling him and saying, I want you here. I want you to follow me. 
okay, hold on a second. Let me go back to town and burn everything I have so that there's nothing for me to return to. I don't have any other livelihood. I'm all in with you. Where are we going? That's radical. I think in today's day and age, we see it a lot. You know, like you start dating somebody, but you got 15 dating apps still. Can I get an amen? It's like, how do you know if that's, how do you know if that's where God's calling you? How do you know if she's the one or he's the one? You know, we, we get a new job and we feel like it's a blessing and maybe it feels like we're just plowing a field right now. But you never know, the owner of the job could be seeing you and have eyes for you, but indeed it's hitting you up with 18 other opportunities every single day. And so we're never fully in where we're actually at. We're always dreaming about something else. There's a job in Denver, Colorado with your name on it, and it pays $180,000 a year. And you're sitting there just daydreaming about that while you're working at a lumberyard. You know, we got to be fully in where we're at. And so this is Elisha. He just, he burns everything and he actually goes all in where he's at. It's radical. It's a radical trust in God. God, this is where you got me and this is where you called me. I'm all in. I don't have anything to return to. So Elisha comes underneath Elijah at this point for six years of his life. Remember I said that the baton passing was two people moving in the same direction? Anybody? Help me out, please. Thank you. A baton passing, the, the person receiving a baton doesn't just stand in there like this and then they get the baton and then they take off running. That's, that's a bad relay. I don't know a whole lot about track, but I know that, okay? So like they're both moving in the same direction, they receive the baton, and then the next person takes off. So sometimes that receiving a baton and moving in the same direction could look like six years. Some, some people, a lot of Bible scholars say that this could have been a 20-year passing of a baton, a mantle. 20 years of just following somebody and seeing the same thing over and over, seeing how Elijah approaches this situation, how Elijah approaches that situation, how he deals with this king. And it's a six-year process of passing the baton off. I just want to say this really clearly, is that when you receive something from somebody that's been doing something for a really long time, you're going to start to notice some flaws, you're going to start to notice that they have flaws. They have bad days. Elijah dealt with constant depression. If you don't think Elisha saw that, you think that he was just miraculously like freed of that. The Bible doesn't say that. He dealt with constant depression. And so as he was receiving that baton, he's running alongside, he saw Elijah walking through really hard times. Just because you start to see flaws and somebody that's starting to pass something on to you, or maybe some cynicism. If you've been running a business for more than 20 years and you're in this room, you might be a little cynical at some of the things of passing on a baton. And so like, you start to pick up on some, some things you don't really like. And so many times I see people just hand the baton back and go find something else. 
But there's power in just walking alongside somebody that's trying to hand you something. There's power in that. And so push through, push through those. Be persistent. This is really cool because during this time of Elijah um, being followed by Elisha, Elijah even says, like, just go ahead and stay here. I'm going to move on. I'm going to go ahead by myself. I don't know if they started not liking each other or what. But Elijah, Elijah says to Elisha, this is 2 Kings 2.2. 2. It says, Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, listen to this, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Three times in this story, Elijah's like, dude, just, just stay, stick here. I'm going to go on ahead. <laughs> you might have wanted some alone time. But this persistence, as you're receiving something from somebody, sometimes, man, your persistence really shows value, that you really value what you're about to receive. So if you're in a job place and it's really tough right now and then everybody else is leaving and you're like one of the last two or three or ten employees that are left, your persistence really says something there. Being persistent is powerful at receiving a baton and being able to run the race. Being persistent in good and bad days Lastly, before Elijah leaves, Elisha has one request. And when they cross, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do for you before I am taken from you. So before my life ends on this earth, what can I do for you? You've been following me. Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. You've asked for a difficult thing. And so this is the fifth idea that we can actually receive a baton really well, is dream to grow beyond the previous people that's passing on the baton. Dream to grow beyond the mantle that we receive. Dream to grow beyond where they went with it. Elijah requests, Elisha requests two times the anointing, Two times the power of God in his life. Elijah's response is, you've asked for a really difficult thing. The part of that is, Elijah's went through a lot with this calling on his life. He's, he's walked a really hard road. It's been a radical road of hiding out in the wilderness and literally letting birds feed him. Nobody wants to live that way. Nobody wants to trust ravens to bring them meat and bread every single day, do they? This was Elijah's, maybe some people do. <laughs> we don't know what kind of meat it was. We don't even know if it's grilled. But Elijah says, man, you've asked for a really difficult thing. This has been a hard road. It's been a tough road. As we receive something that somebody's dumped 20, 30, 40, 60 years of their life into, 
you will have to see beyond the hardship. You'll have to see beyond the difficulty of the job. You'll have to see beyond the difficulty of the calling, the difficulty of the ministry. You'll have to see beyond that. Whether it's a job, whether it's a career, whether it's a business, a ministry, in the church, whether it's a non-for-profit, the person that's done the job has faced a lot of trials. We have to see beyond that. I want two times. I know it's been rough. I've been following you for six years. I'm aware, Elijah. It's been, it's been a tough go. But I want two times that anointing, two times what God's done in you. Elisha is a perfect example of somebody that was ready to receive a baton to be passed on. He was ready to go. He was excited about the opportunity. He was willing to do what it takes. He, he burned the ships behind him. He was all in. He didn't come in with a consistency. A ten, cons, <laughs> cont, <laughs> ta, 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 ta. He didn't come in with any other plans. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. Hmm. Why is it? (laughs) He came in with no other plans. He's closing all the other doors of opportunity. He's willing to show his all-in-ness by following somebody for six to 20 years. He shows up even when he's not wanted I've been at that job. I've been there. Didn't we fire you? He's not looking to just maintain what God did in Elijah, but he's also looking to grow it. And we can position ourselves like Elisha today, ready to receive. There's a whole generation of boomers that are just ready to give away things that they've put their heart and energy and time and all their investment into over the years and they're looking for people to just would show up and be on time and like would love to just invest in them and and say yeah I'm all in whatever that looks like there's a whole generation in the vineyard movement which is what we're a part of there's 500 vineyard churches in the United States and 39% of them are actually going to be having a new pastor of the younger generation in the next two to five years because the vineyard started in the 80s when Top Gun was like the first Top Gun. And I Want to Dance with Somebody was great. It's still a great song. But there's this whole generation of vineyard pastors that are just looking for the next generation to take the mantle of something they poured their heart and energy and time into. And it's not only just in churches, it's, it's all around. It's in businesses, it's in your career, it's everywhere. And so we can position ourselves like Elisha. But I do want to say today this one thing, and, and that's this, is that what God has for us actually sometimes changes your value system. That's going to let you know right now, if, if you completely surrender your heart and your energy and your time and your investment over to the Lord, sometimes that changes your value system and it'll be countercultural 
to what the culture tells you you should really value. You start to value things that actually God values and the kingdom of God, advancing the kingdom of God and moving it forward. You start to value that more than what the culture tells you you should be valuing with your time, with your energy, with your money. God's value system looks a little different. It's an upside-down kingdom. And so what I want to say today is this, is if this message speaks to you, if you're like, you know what, I would love to position myself really well to receive a baton, to receive a calling, to receive something that, that somebody else has dedicated years of their life service to, and I would love to position myself to receive that, I'm going to ask you to do something really bold today, and that's just to stand up where you're at. So I just want to bless that. I want you to have vision for where you're at and strength to pursue and be persistent where you're already at. So many times we think that when God calls us, something he's calling us away. And um, I've moved away from here so many times and found out that the calling's always been here. And so like, don't waste your time moving away. Maybe God has something for you right here, right now, right in this season, right in this city, in your job that you're already at, in the church you're already at. Maybe the Lord has a calling right there. And so if you'd like to position yourself and just say today, you know what, God, yeah, I would love to position myself to be like Elisha and and take on a mantle, whatever that may be. I'm going to go ahead and ask you to just go ahead and stand up right now. Hmm. Very cool. Some of you that are are sitting, what I would love for you to do is to actually uh, place hands on people. If you're if you're sitting, would you stand up? Would you move around? Put a hand on somebody. Might you're going to need to do two hands. You are the church. You, we're going to bless you as the church today. I don't care how long you've been here. You're the church today. Let's just go before the Lord right now. I, I feel like this is a, a very... Um, Morgan, can you put hands on people, dude? I feel like this is a very holy moment where you're going to look back at this time and you're just trying to figure out what's my purpose on this earth and the Lord's just going to remind you of that. If, you're, if you um, didn't stand up originally, just put a hand on someone. Anyone. Let's just go before the Lord. Lord, would your values be our values from this moment on? Would this... Would this just be a chain breaker of the culture and what the culture tells us we're supposed to value? 
even what our, some of our family members that just, they don't have a grid of what we've bought into and that you are our everything, Lord, that um, would our values just be your values from this moment on? From this moment on, we just position our hearts right now to receive well, to receive well. just receive well, Lord. I just want to bless the strength of the journey that that it looks like to to actually journey alongside somebody else that's leading the way. Um, I just want to bless you with strength to be able to see beyond their flaws, beyond leadership flaws. I would do it totally different, like to see beyond that type of stuff and actually start seeing the value to what they bring to the table. I want to bless you with strength to to do that for years to come. That when it starts to feel tiresome and when it starts to feel like nothing's happening and you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over, when is this going to change? When am I actually going to be able to run this race? That that at that time that the Lord's just going to bless you with strength to be consistent and persistent where you're at. There's a nudge on people's hearts in this room that it's been a calling for years. And as I'm saying that, it's like, it's starting to make sense all of a sudden. Like, oh my gosh, like this is, this has been something that God's been doing for years. And I just see you today that, that it's like Elijah just going out in the middle of the field and you've been plowing and you've been working really hard and trying to find what it is that God created you for. And the Lord just wants to put that mantle on you this morning. Just a reminder, yes, I have called you to this. This is what you were created for. This is the purpose that I've always had for your life. And some of us in this room have ran really far from it. And the God and God is actually calling us back. Come on back. Just as Elijah is called back to go the same exact direction. Like, man, I don't want to go back there. And the Lord's just saying, you know what? Come on back. Come on back. I don't know if that means returning to an old job, an old career, if it means returning to an old ministry that maybe you poured your heart out to. Whatever that looks like, the Lord's just calling you to come on back. This is where I've always called you. Don't run away. Like I have so much more for you right here. Just receive really well. Make us open vessels to just be able to receive everything you have for us, Lord, in this moment. Just sing that. Just want you. Just want you. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. 
this, what I'd love for you to do is to spend time in God's presence this week. There's just no substitute for it. To just throw on some worship music or even just sit in silence or go to the park and sit on a bench and just say, God, I just need to hear from you right now. I need to hear what you're calling me into and be reminded of the Lord's presence. The second part of this is I would love for you to come back next week and hear what it's like to actually hand something off to somebody. It helps so much with knowing what somebody's trying to hand off and how they're trying to hand it off. And we can position ourselves even better that way. So come back next week.